and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. This is a big weekend we have ahead of us. Alongside my myself, Elio Canella, is my co-host, the man that's always pierce, piercing barriers, Ben Pierce. Ben, how's it going? I am absolutely fantastic. This is my uh, number one favorite weekend of the year. I tell everybody to bugger off and leave me alone. <laughs> Oh wow! Yes, it's gonna be it's gonna be a great weekend. Well, for myself, it was uh, the it started uh, yesterday last night actually with um, Impact Wrestling's United We Stand because I cover that for the other show. So my my weekend started last night. And was the show any good? You know, it wasn't. It wasn't good, but it wasn't. It was. It was great. It wasn't good, but it wasn't bad. It was okay. But one match I could have done without is Joey Ryan versus Tessa Blanchard. We didn't. Really, I didn't really need, need that match. Tell me, did he do the? Uh, what is what is the name of that move? The the penis plex or whatever the hell. Yeah, yeah, yes, he did that. He did his whole lollipop gimmick crap as well. It was disgusting. I'm I'm telling you, Tessa Blanchard deserves better than that, man. I mean, this is a daughter of a Hall of Famer, Tully Blanchard. And they put her in this match. Well, and who won the match? Um, actually, uh, but I believe it was, uh, I believe it was Tessa, that one. Well, at least there's that, but the, the fact that he, she had to deal with that disgusting lollipop in his chest hair. Oh, my, and, and, and you know, can I, can I also say that, um, this was not even the original match, and I'm really glad that the original person pulled out of this match was intelligent enough to say no. And, and that, that, that was Eli Drake. Well, good on him, and, and that was, um, you know, that's in poor taste for them to do that, to do that match. Uh, it is, I mean... That's uh, to begin with. I mean, you know, if... If someone wants to do that match, tell them to call Priscilla Kelly and she'll, you know... <laughs> right. She'll, she'll throw a tampon in his face and whatever. And you know, know, yeah. That, that was just disgusting. I'm sorry. Uh, but uh, for the rest of us, that kind of stuff is absolutely vile. Yes. So, you know. So, um, and then of... Tonight, uh, MLW's Battle Ride 2. Then, of course, tomorrow night we have NXT. I believe tonight's Hall of Fame, right? No, tonight is uh, tonight is NXT. Tomorrow is the uh, oh, is the um, Hall of Fame. Wow, is it, is it doesn't it feel weird having an NXT pay per view on a Friday night? <laughs> yeah, let me. Um, I'm gonna double check that start time because I I had. Trouble believing that myself. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Let's let's see what time. The start time for NXT. Yes, I'm I'm trying to. Uh, yes, it it says uh, it says um, Friday 
at um, seven at seven p.m. with the kickoff at six. Wow. Okay. So, so they 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 will probably go until uh, ten or eleven or something like that. Well, I I mean I don't think they'll go as long as um say. Oh my God, WrestleMania is gonna be a long night. Yeah, and please tell me for the sweet love of God that you are not covering this. No, no, no. Actually, <laughs> I think uh, they removed all the live coverage um, from the website. And I think that was a smart move because, um, one, whenever I paid attention to it, um, it wasn't garnering much uh, attention. Mm-hmm. And then I actually covered um, 205 Live mm-hmm. as a substitute uh, a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and it got absolutely no engagement whatsoever. Yeah. Now, um, let me ask you, uh, how did you cover? Did you do like? Did you go into detail like with the matches? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because um, did you notice the United We Stand uh, coverage? No, I I hadn't had a chance to look at that yet. Okay, we well, take a look because it's quick results. It just tells who beat who. You know, like uh, Lucia Brothers beat RVD and Sabu, and you know what? That quick format. I suggested that. A while back, right? And I'm like, dude, we should do it this way. Just do a quick format, and that's it. We don't need to go into details. And then uh, I was I was talking to uh, Ben earlier today, and he said he might have me do SmackDown in that format because he likes it. Well, and and see, and in, in some regards, you're smarter than he is. <laughs> I, I think you should be the one r- running the site, and then perhaps if. If you're the one running the site, perhaps you can ensure that the rest of us get paid. <laughs> oh, man, wouldn't that be awesome? Yes, that would be. We can dream, right? <laughs> because it, because yeah. that, that would be awesome, but we know that it won't happen. <laughs> Which, you know, it, it always, not to, not to get off the rails into a, into a bashing session, um, because I actually do like that job, but the fact that he doesn't pay us is absolutely god-smacking. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. I I, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. You know, actually, um, you know, the last few weeks, I got back on it, you know, yesterday, but the last few weeks, um, I kind of had to step away from it just to avoid burnout because I was posting so much. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's see what we have. So, um, let's get into a bit of news. What do we have for news? Uh, well, let's see. Let's pull that up. I, I want I want the listeners to know I, I did my homework ahead of time. We, I have one, two, three, four, five tabs open on my Five tabs. Right Damn, you're organized. <laughs> uh, yes. So, the, the first bit of news um, is that apparently uh, apparently Raw will be receiving new tag team belts um, after WrestleMania. Okay, can I, ask, um, can I ask you something? Now, does it mention uh, the, the style or like the, the design? Well, 
let's see here. It says, all right, I have to, I have to, I have to back this up. So, um, okay, here we go. It says, I'm, I'm told SmackDown is the same as current with removable team side plate modification, a raw tank team belt, or a new design. Um, let's see. Apparently, um, the new titles have been created by Dave McMillan, who has also created the big gold belt, the NWA Championship, the Winged Eagle, and the, and the IWGP. Heavyweight championship to name a few. Um, so, so with that track record, we should we should be getting a cool design. Although okay. I have I have to tell you the last um, the last few designs for belts, uh, especially with the tag team ones, I have. Uh oh, you fro- you froze for a minute. I I think I think. They, they've been absolutely lame. Yeah, with the copper penny style one, and now with these uh, red tag belts. Yeah. Just yeah. keep it. Just keep it plain black strap, and that's it. Yeah, I mean plain black with with the silver, or maybe a little bit of gold. Yep. That was like dope. I mean, it is a gold belt for fuck's sake. <laughs> right. Okay, what's next? Uh, uh, let's see, and then, I don't know if you, uh, saw this in detail, I did not, I have to confess, but, um, apparently, a few days ago, uh, John Oliver decided to, um, become the latest, uh, uh, mainstream media figure to go after WWE for their, um, Independent contractor status. I saw the uh, I saw the picture and I saw the name. I just uh, don't know the person. So for for our listeners, uh, tell tell them uh, who this is. Uh, well, let, let's see. Let me pull let me pull this up on uh, on Google so I don't uh, I don't attribute any more bullshit to his name because <laughs> quite frankly. <laughs> This guy pissed me off. Uh-oh. Let's see. Where, where is... Where is... Oh, here we are. Oh, apparently he's an Englishman alongside our WNS boss, uh, Ben. So, that might explain some of his stupidity. Uh-oh. Uh, no, no, I'm kidding. So apparently, um, this guy is a stand-up comedian mm-hmm. um, who uh, who became a uh, TV personality after um, after becoming after becoming a senior British correspondent for The Daily Show. Okay. Oh joy. <laughs> oh no! Uh, can, you, can you sense the fact that I'm just overwhelmingly impressed? Oh boy! <laughs> now, <laughs> so like, uh, does it does it have some of what he said? Well, I can 
I can pull that up too. I'll, I'll let one. I I had I had to do some quick on the fly research as it was crap. Uh oh. This um, should be interesting. Uh, John And uh, while we're waiting for my co-host to pull the webpage up on uh, Google, we are going to also be reviewing Raw Smackdown as well as give our summary of past WrestleManias uh, 2, specifically 13 and 18, and then we will go into our TakeOver and WrestleMania 35 predictions. Professional record. Oh, jeez. Where's the... I don't want the Oliver's 
to uh, to WrestleMania so he could actually see for himself uh, what he was criticizing. And that kind of feeds into our next news item. Uh, well, hold on. Before, before we go on, can I say, what, what's with these people like always coming after WWE? Because they have nothing better to do, and it and it's it's WrestleMania season, so this is the this is the typical time of year where uh, WWE is in um, the mainstream spotlight more often. So well, we don't go we don't go to their place of work and uh, and uh, make for, t- tell them how what about their job. But yes, and, and that's a very good point. But you have to keep keep in mind that we are we are lower forms of entertainment, uh, according to many people. As a matter of fact, I should tell you a story. I um, was in a um, psychology class uh, six or seven years ago, and um, and in the textbook it had. Um, it had examples of higher and lower forms of entertainment. Oh. And obviously, obviously a professional is while um, things that your parents enjoy, such as uh, soap operas, or in, or in their case, Italian soap operas, are <laughs> at the top of the list. I'm sorry, they're what? They're at the they're, where? They're at the top of the list. Damn. No wonder my parents so are always watching their Italian shows every single night. Jeez. <laughs> no, no wonder you stay up until one o'clock in the morning to watch Raw. <laughs> and then they make fun of me uh, because I, and yell at me for watching WB. I'm like, yeah, but for recording it. I'm like, yeah, but I record it, but I watch it. You record it, and you don't, and you watch it at the same time. Nerds. So what's on the next what's the next piece of news item? Uh let's let's see here. Well once again I'm just uh navigating my mini tabs. Mm-hmm. Here. Let's see. Uh, and then the last piece of news that I saw was apparently Kurt Angle uh, wanted John Cena to end his career at WrestleMania 34. Well, that would have been a smart choice. Uh, yes. Um, oh, seriously. And and what and what pisses me off even further was uh, on screen WWE decided to uh, make it seem like uh, like Kurt shows Baron Corbin. So they're actually going through with this match. Oh God, it's it's terrible. This is the guy they're going with. Oh my goodness. Well, well, on on the positive side, as we as we've hinted at um, in in earlier segments of the show, um, this show is going to be probably along the lines of seven and a half hours. Jeez. And obviously, obviously we're going to need numerous bathroom breaks. Well, hold, hold on, hold on. That's if you stay and watch the kickoff show, which is going to be two hours. Yes. 
I'm not gonna watch no two-hour kickoff show. Well, I, I I probably won't either. You know, I'll just have it in the in the background. Yeah. I'm not going to be uh, I'm not gonna be paying attention to the final points. Oh my goodness! How much of that is gonna be talk? It's gonna be a lot of talking. Probably uh, most of it. Well, yeah, and I, I should I should say. Once again, I know that this is a long-standing complaint, but given the fact that it's WrestleMania, it's ne- it's never been a more poignant argument. If they have championship matches on the WrestleMania pre-card, I am going. To they are. They are going head. to have. I'm sorry. I believe they are going to have. They. I believe they did move one cha- a championship match to the kickoff. Fuck me, senseless. Eh. Let me let me let me, let me check. Hold on, um, just pulling up the card right now, and let's take a look at what. Yeah, um, they're having the under. Well, they're having the battle royal on there. Well, actually, they're having the two battle royals. But I thought I saw something about a cruiserweight championship or something being moved to the kickoff. Well, I. I don't have I don't have a problem with the battle royals being moved because quite frankly, um, they don't mean anything. Yeah, but I, I think the cruiserweights uh, being moved to the kickoff. That's that's just a joke. Oh boy. Okay, so that's it for news then. Alright, yes it is. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we will be back with our review of the Go Home episode of Monday Night Raw, which took place on Monday night. So stay tuned for that. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, and we are going to get into our review of Monday Night Raw, which came to us from Washington, D.C., and it took place at Capital One Arena. And then we kicked things off with an eight-person tag match. It was the Boston Hug Connection along with Beth Phoenix and Natalia defeating Billy Kate, Peyton Royce, and Nia Jackson Tamina. Next, we had Apollo Crews defeating Jinder Mahal in a lumberjack match. I didn't even know this was a lumberjack match. Uh, until, no, I, until, I, I saw, until I saw everyone around the ring. Like, around the outside. Well, I, I didn't. I didn't even remember that it was a lumberjack match. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, did that just come out of nowhere? I thought it was just a regular match, and I see all these wrestlers surrounding the ring. I'm like, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> then we had the Raw Tag Team Championships: The Revival defeating Aleister Black and Ricochet. That that one surprised me a little bit. I I would I would have answered. Alistair Black and Ricochet getting the win to uh, to create some uh, some excitement going into WrestleMania, but apparently apparently they don't want Alistair Black and Ricochet uh, for the titles at uh, at Mania because guess who's getting that honor? Oh no! Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder. Wow! Wow! I thought I, I thought I read something about that. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Alright, in the next match, we had a six-person tag match. It was a right... <coughs> sorry, it was a right squad losing to the team of Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, and Ronda Rousey, and Ben... At the end of this match, all hell broke loose. Pandemonium! Oh I'm, my I'm goodness. I'm shaking the camera just to simulate pan pandemonium. <laughs> and there was a... So there was a brawl between the three participants of Sunday night's uh, main event of WrestleMania as uh, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, and Ronda Rousey all got into a huge brawl that was broken up by security only to continue all the way to the backstage area where they were arrested. And even inside the police cars, the brawl still continued. Oh, it was awesome. Now, I, and uh, there was that one, one part where Ronda Rousey had her head, stuck her head out the window, and Charlotte <laughs> Flames drilled her in the face with a knee. Uh, it, was, it was beautiful. <laughs> now, Ben, I don't know if you, is it just me, or did you get the feeling that, or was there an attitude there of feeling to Monday Night's Raw? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. I was I was getting that feeling as well when I was watching it. I had to tell you, it was very, um, it was very uh, refreshing. Mm -hmm. And then we had the team of Otis Dozovich and Tucker Knight, better known as Heavy Machinery, defeating Bobby Roode and Chad Gable. They gave um, these guys three minutes. Well, you know, here, here's the here's the thing, right? Um. It, it seems to me that heavy machinery is uh, is falling victim to what is becoming known as the NXT curse. Uh oh. Um, you know we we've seen that happen with uh, EC3. EC3, of course. Um, we we've seen that happen with Nikki Cross, mm -hmm. who has just inexplicably disappeared off the face of the earth. Yeah, I haven't seen uh, Nikki Cross in weeks. And we've also seen that happen to a very large extent, quite frankly, with uh, Sanity. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the fact that... Well, hold on, hold on. Killian Dane and uh, Nikki Cross are married, so they're probably away together. Uh, well, well, isn't, um, isn't Killian Dane a lucky bastard? I, I know, right? <laughs> Damn I, it! I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you. I don't know if you're aware of this, but um, I have seen Nikki Cross out of you know psychotic makeup mode. Oh. Um, and she is quite the looker. Oh. So, <laughs> but no, no, don't get excited. She's not as she's not as good looking as I am. Okay. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm just dropped that gorgeous for our listeners who don't have the benefit of, of seeing me in, in person. Uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> no, let me just say, uh, uh, this, is, this is something that readers are always complaining about, and I hate this. Okay, that they've uh, cut these wrestlers names down to only one name like Otis and Tucker and you and when I've done reports I just continue calling them Otis Dozovich and Tucker Knight I don't care 
and readers get mad because they want they want me to use the first name or the one name. You know, I'm like, well, why are you getting? I don't understand why they're getting mad, and then they're complaining about the same thing that they hate the one name thing. Yes, so our listeners are, are complaining about the one name thing, and now the latest to fall victim to the one name is uh, Mustafa Ali. Which is terrible. I mean, when I think of Ali, I think of Muhammad Ali. Yeah. So I don't know what 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 Vince is doing here. Yeah, I, I can't really think of what Vince is doing either because you know, in some respects, he's an absolute genius, but in a, in a lot of others, um, he has fallen off of his rocker and his dotage. Yep. Then we had oh. the Braun Strowman. Defeating Brandon Scott and Elijah King in a handicap tag team match. And Brandon Scott is the friend of mine that I was telling you about. Mm hmm. And of course, in the main event, we had Baron Corbin defeating Rey Mysterio. Uh, I could, I could, I could have killed WWE for that. And they gave this match 13 minutes. And now, um, now they put uh, one of their championship matches in in uh, jeopardy because uh, Ray injured his ankle. Oh no! So is he still going to be there t- on Sunday? Is he? What? Alright, we're going to get into our review of uh, SmackDown Live, which took place on Tuesday, and this was the go-home show for Sunday night's WrestleMania 35 pay-per-view, and Ben, take it away. Okay, and this uh, came to us from uh, the Royal Farms Arena um, in my neck of the woods, Baltimore, Maryland. Um, For some reason, I was not... um, I was not in attendance. Yes, uh, that, that that's surprising. Why were you not there live? I was expecting a live report. <laughs> yes, I, I know, but you know, I had I had duties that I was made of, made aware of last week. Um, actually, two weeks ago, I was uh, I was switched back in as the uh, SmackDown reporter. Oh, uh, okay. Of the site, so. so let's go. What do we have? So don't rush me. You can't rush perfection, Elliot. Oh, jeez. Uh, Here we go. Oh, I'm sorry, Kurt Hennig. So Alistair Black and uh, and uh, Jimmy Uso and uh, Jay Uso and Ricochet defeated Cesaro and Rusev and Sheamus and Shinsuke Nakamura. Now, why are, why are these names all messed up? It, it should have been Alistair Black and Ricochet uh, and Jimmy and Jey Uso defeating uh, Rusev and uh, Shinsuke Nakamura along with 
Again. Yeah, Saturnoid, they like to they like to mess things around. Okay, and then and then as I mentioned before, um, we we saw a rare appearance from Sanity in a losing effort in a one on three handicap match. Wow. False uh, count anywhere. To, uh, to the, yes, false count anywhere handicap match. I mean, in the head scratcher of the night, and I'm going to ask you, please don't make me say all these names. No, it's um, okay. I'm reading them, and I cannot believe that this actually happened. I have never seen this. An 18-person tag team <laughs> match. What? What? Why? Why? Uh, I don't know. I was, I was a little baffled. Is, is there any reason for this? And it... Ended in a draw. Well, I mean, if you're going to have that, what, what kind of other ending could you possibly have? Oh, my goodness. I mean, it's going to end in a melee regardless. All right, let's go to the main event of the evening. And then uh, Samoa Joe defeated um, Ali via submission. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, uh, obviously, that, that wasn't a surprise because Samoa Joe is a champion going into WrestleMania. So, as much as I like Ali, if they would have had him win, I would have thrown a phone break at my TV. Uh-oh. Okay. Okay, so would you uh, give uh, this week's uh, Raw and SmackDown? Well, I I would give Raw a uh, seven, largely on the back of that brawl. Mm-hmm. And I I I thought SmackDown this week was really bad. Um, I I'm gonna say I'm gonna give it a four, and uh, just be glad I wasn't there. Raw was actually uh, much better than SmackDown this week, for me. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. Okay, so uh, we are going to take a break, and we will be back shortly with Today in History, which is a new segment that uh, we're starting this week. Yay! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back, and we're going to take a trip back through time. Ben, are you ready to jump into the, into the time machine? Yes, into the, uh, into the DeLorean, indeed. Alright, and we are going back to Sunday, April the 5th, 1992. And on that day, we had WrestleMania 8, which took place from the Hoosier Dome in Indianapolis, Indiana. And in the main event, it was Hulk Hogan defeating Sid Justice. By disqualification with when Papa Shango ran down and there was a two-on-one attack on Hogan who was saved by none other than the ultimate warrior. Oh, God. <laughs> now, Ben, I know you saw this paper, didn't you? I think you were telling me. Yeah, I did. <laughs> what did you think about this paper-view overall? Well, the, I honestly thought it was bad. 
Yeah, for me, the highlight uh, was uh, Randy Savage's uh, capturing uh, the WBF World Championship from Ric Flair. That was not a bad match, actually. The rest of it, I could have... The rest I could have done without. Sorry? I, I was going to say that I don't see any match um, with Ric Flair being a bad match. No, that's why the rest I could have done without this... However, did mark Undertaker's second appearance as he continued his streak, which began the year before at WrestleMania 7. And this year, Undertaker's second victim was Jake the Snake Roberts, who had turned heel only weeks before the pay-per-view. Yeah, I, um, can I just say that I think, um, I think Jake the Snake Roberts has a, um, psychological character mm-hmm. um, is I think he rivals the Undertaker mm-hmm. in terms of his effectiveness. I I think he is the most effective heel in professional wrestling history. Yes. And next we go move from nineteen ninety two, we move to April the fifth of 2009 and the 25th anniversary of WrestleMania, WrestleMania 25, which came to us from Houston, Texas, in the Reliance Stadium. And can I take this one? Sure. Uh, because this one holds a special place in my heart. Oh, okay. It was, it was the first um, WrestleMania that I ever saw on pay-per-view. Oh. Uh. Yeah, I was a late bloomer with pay-per-views. Okay. Um, and uh, and uh, this has one of my all-time favorite matches in wrestling history, not just WWE history. Mm-hmm. I thoroughly enjoyed Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels. Yes, that, that was, was a great match. Yes. That was one of the most classic matches in history. And I really enjoyed the build-up to this match as well. Absolutely. Yes. So, that was our tr- our uh, trip back through time. And today in history, WrestleMania 88 and WrestleMania 25. And next, we will give our summary of two past WrestleManias, which we originally did on last Tuesday, however, technology. So we decided to add it in to this week's episode, and we are going to give our summary of WrestleMania 13 and 18. So stay tuned for that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. We're going to give our brief summary of... WrestleMania 13 and WrestleMania 18, and we are going to begin by going back to WrestleMania 13, which took place in Chicago, Illinois, on March 23rd, 1997. Ben, give us your summary and your highlights. Okay, this is going to be very easy because the only uh, there were only two matches that um, that really felt like. Um, WrestleMania to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the first one being, uh, being, oh, uh, oh, of course, I'm being stupid. Um, it was, um, Stone Cold versus, oh, shit. 
Spread the him and heart. Yeah, yes. Um, sorry, someone knocked on my door. Um, yes, but uh, Stone Cold versus Brett Hitman Hart in the submission match. Mm-hmm. And as a wrestling fan, I damn near passed out from glee. Uh oh. Um, that was just a clinic of, of wrestling. All right, so um, and uh, yeah, that was a double turn in that match. Yeah. So absolutely. Now, Ben, uh-huh. Ben, can I give you a history lesson? Sure. All right. Do you know when? Would you like to take a guess at when the first double turn ever in the WWF took place? Do you have any idea? Well, I'm guessing it was at a WrestleMania of some sort. Um, uh, no, actually, the first double turn ever took place in 1987 during a segment of The Snake Pit, which was a talk show segment hosted by Jake the Snake Roberts. Uh, very good. Oh, and, uh, sorry? I said you're so adorable when you put, when you put on your historian hat. <laughs> okay. So on this uh, particular uh, episode, Jake had the Honky Honk Man, who at the time was a fan favorite. And as, as usual, the heel was insulting the face. Jake St. Roberts was a heel. However, the fans were cheering him at this point. So... He told Honky Tonk Man to get lost, and Honky Tonk exited the set. However, he came back around from behind Jake and cracked him over the back with the guitar, and that that did the first ever double turn with Honky Tonk Man turning heel and Jake the Snake turning face. And then the second one took place at the WrestleMania. You're right. Actually, it took place at the Survivor Series. And that was with the demolition and the powers of pain. Oh, yeah. I, I remember you telling me about that one last week, I think. Yes. That was when uh, Mr. Fuji and Demolition were uh, not on the same page and they weren't listening to the Masters, so... Fuji sided with the powers of pain, and we had our WrestleMania 3-on-2 handicap match. I gotta tell you, it, it, is, um, it, it is both hilarious and enlightening to uh, hear you talk about wrestling. Okay, why is this hilarious? Well, because it, it's, it's, the, it's the one time where our age difference becomes extremely obvious. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, well, you're my young student. I'm your teacher. It's like Darth Vader said to Luke Skywalker, I'm your father. I'm your teacher, Ben. <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. Okay, so um, what was the second match from uh, 13? 
Oh yeah, and of course the Undertaker uh, defeating as Psycho Sid. Mm-hmm. The Dark Days of the WBF. Uh, yes. Um. The good, well, and it had to be good old days in this scenario to uh, to clean up the mess that was the previous match, which featured uh, Ahmed Johnson and the Legion of Doom defeating uh, the Nation of Domination. Oh, that was terrible. Yeah. Which, I mean, that was a, that was a, that was a 10 minute, 45 second shit fest. Yeah, that was disgusting. <laughs> okay, so. Not, not as disgusting as Joey Ryan. But... <laughs> yes, you are correct. Okay, so let's move on to 18 from Toronto. And I remember this like it was yesterday because I was there. And uh, we... And we had stopped by my cousins to get pick up the tickets which he had bought. And then my brother and I went to WrestleMania. Uh, his friend tagged along with us. We told him fine, but he was paying his own way. And I cannot tell you. The crowd that night was crazy, especially when Hulk Hogan came out for his match against The Rock. And that was... Um, the highlight of WrestleMania for me was that match because when he came out, the roof blew off the the, the stadium. Well, I can imagine well because I uh, I remember uh, I remember uh, watching that on the network later on. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, look, looking back on it now, I I have to ask you this question, not and not to bring the mood down, but I, I have to ask you. So, given how um, over the crowd was for um, Brock Hogan, why the hell would they have another match after that? I don't know. I believe that, that was. I believe the last match was uh, the next one was uh, last match, right? Chris Jericho and Triple H. Yes. Yeah, uh, maybe I'm guessing uh, because uh, it was a championship match. I don't know because they they had been uh, inserting championship matches in between the card at certain points rather than having them as a main event. Uh, well, you know, most most of the time I'm a I'm a I'm a wrestling Now, well, the only match I had missed with that night was RVD and uh, William Regal because we'd got there to, when we had arrived. Uh, that match had just ended, but I'm sure it was I didn't miss much. Oh jeez! But then, then I didn't even get to uh, watch the main event. No, my brother's like, we have to leave now, otherwise we get stuck in the traffic. <laughs> yeah. That, that was a, that was a major no-no. You don't leave WrestleMania early. 
I know, right? What's going on? <laughs> uh, that's the cardinal sin of professional wrestling. Uh-oh. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that was our summary of our WrestleMania of the past um, 13 and 18, which took place from the Toronto Skydome. And we will be back with our rundown of this Sunday night's NXT TakeOver New York and WrestleMania 35, so stay tuned for that. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. It is that time when we are going to run down and give our predictions of both NXT TakeOver and WrestleMania 35, which take place this weekend. So, Ben, let's start with NXT TakeOver New York. What do we have here? Well, let's, let's be specific, first of all. Okay. Because NXT TakeOver is tonight, baby. The festivities start tonight, so get pumped. Get excited, get whatever you gotta do, but don't do anything weird while I'm on the phone with you, because that's just... Which is uh, surprising, because well, I'm used to NXT taking place on on a Saturday night. Yes, but they, uh, they moved the lineup around, and instead they have the Hall of Fame on Saturday. Okay. So let's so, take a look at uh, the matches. We have five matches in the on the entire card. What a, what, what a difference two days can make. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Jeez. Five matches. Five matches versus, versus 16. That's, that's why I said, holy shit. <laughs> um, okay, so let, let's see. Let's, let's run these down. We have... Uh, Uh, we have the NXT Championship, which is a two out of three, two out of three falls match between Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole. Ooh, uh, okay. Who are you taking in that one? I'm gonna go with Johnny Gargano. I agree. Very good. Uh, and we and we move right along and see how efficient this is. Uh, let's see. Then we have a fatal four-way match for the NXT Women's Championship, pinning the champion Shayna Baszler against Kyrie Zane, Io Shirai, and Bianca Belair. Uh, Elio, who are you taking on that one? Hmm. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Io Shirai. Uh, she's already. Kyrie Sane's already been champion. I'm going to go with Bianca Belair because I think Shayna Baszler's time in NXT is up and it's time to move her up to the main roster. I'm, I'm going to take Kyrie Zane. I, I just, I really like her and I think, I think she could steal the show. Okay. Uh, next up we have uh, Velveteen Dream versus Matt Riddle. Oh. North American title. Oh, oh, come on, bro. I want to go with Matt Riddle, but we know Velveteen Dream is going to take it, so I'm going to go with the Velveteen Dream. Absolutely. That's an obvious pick, and I appreciate your facetious bro. <laughs> no offense, bro. <laughs> uh, very good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> next up, we have uh, the NXT Tag Team 
championships on the, on the line, uh, pinning the champion War Raiders against Ricochet and Aleister Black. Oh, man. Oh. I'm going to go with the War Raiders uh, to keep it. Uh, yeah, and I have to go with them as well, as boring as it is, because, um, you know, it should be noted that this week, uh, uh, War Raiders, I mean, as you include, uh, TakeOver tonight, uh, Alistair, Alistair and Ricochet will have competed for the Raw, SmackDown, and NXT titles all this week, so they are pulling way too much double duty. Um, yeah. Which is why I have to. I well, have to I, I already. I already. Said, I already said on the past show they're using these two way too much. They're gonna get hurt, uh, or they're gonna like get burnt out. Yeah. Well, well. And luckily for you, I think. I think you made that comment on the show that you accidentally deleted. Um. So, uh, lesson learned, Elio. Don't delete this show. I didn't delete nothing. It was the it was it was audacity had the audacity to do that to me. <laughs> oh wow, that was well played. <laughs> very, very well done, sir. And uh, okay, what's the in the last match we have is for the NXT UK Championship. Pete Dunne taking on Walter. Yep. And I'm going with Walter on this. Absolutely. So we only disagree on one match because I am taking Walter as well. Yes. So that is our rundown of NXT TakeOver. We will be back shortly with WrestleMania 35. Alright ladies and gentlemen, we are back with our WrestleMania 35 preview and our predictions. Ben, we have a total of 16 matches on this card, and WrestleMania 35 is coming to us from New York City. And, it, and, uh... matches. I, I only have one question for you, Alex. I'm sorry, it's coming to us from MedLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Yes, what's oh, your question? My bad, my bad, I got overexcited. Yes, what's your question? But, um, are you ready for a marathon? <laughs> oh boy, it better entertain. And, it better keep me entertained. And and do you have a urinal in place? Uh, no, because I, I I don't really care where whatever I miss. If I have to go to the bathroom, that's more important than uh than a match. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> okay, so let's see. Uh, <laughs> From the from bottom to top for the Raw Tag Team Championships, we have the Revival taking on Hawkins and Ryder. Then is this is this, is this uh, Hawkins and Ryder's uh, breaking the losing streak? Uh, well, I, I hope so. Um, and based off that hope and, and how they've been booking the Revival. I would have to say Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. Yeah, I'm going to go with Hawkins and Ryder. We also have to keep in mind, this is Zack Ryder's uh, pseudo-hometown. So, uh, he's, a, he, he's a New York boy, so hopefully, hopefully he gets his money. Yep. 
Then we have a fatal four-way for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. The Usos versus Rick Shane Alistair Black versus The Bar versus Shinsuke Nakamura and Rusev. Yeah, they have to strap on title rounds to sooner or later. So I'm going to go with the McShane and Alistair Black. Very good. Then we have we move over to the uh, kickoff show for one for our first match of the kickoff show, which is the women's battle royal. Uh, let's see. And um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Alistair. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Asuka as well. She needs a moment. Yeah. Um, um, and then we have the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, also on the kickoff show. Uh, who, who are you taking for that? For that? You know what? I'm gonna be brave. <laughs> I wanna say Braun Strowman, but I'm gonna be brave. I'm gonna go with. Mustafa Ali. And I'm gonna go with Andrade. Okay. Then we have uh, this one. I don't know why they do these things. On the kickoff show, we are going to have a cruiserweight championship: Buddy Murphy versus Tony Nese. Uh, who you got for that? You know what? I like Buddy Murphy, but I'm. I think I'm gonna go with Tony Nese. I agree. I'm going with Tony Nese all the way. Mm -hmm. Then for Daniel Bryan versus Kofi Kingston for the SmackDown Championship. Um, not, not to cut you off, did you forget one? Sorry? Okay, we're, we're just going all over the car. Yeah, no, going all over the card because I was just following you off of the kickoff, so we got rid of all the kickoff matches. Okay, very good. Um, so, I'm sorry, which one were we on? Daniel Bryan versus Kofi Kingston. Uh, as much as I hate to say it, Daniel Bryan. Yeah, I'm going to go with Daniel Bryan because uh, I have a feeling something's going to happen uh and Vince isn't done screwing Kingston over. Well, and I'm also going to say that um, um, the New Day turns on Kingston. Okay. Then we have, for the SmackDown Women's Tag Team Championship, the Boston Hug Connection versus Beth Phoenix and Natalia versus the Iconics versus Nia uh, Jackson Tamina. Uh, well... As much as I don't want this to happen, I have a feeling that they're going to put them on, uh, on Natalia and Beth Phoenix. Hmm. And then, uh, you know what, I have a feeling that uh, the night after, the future is going to be iconic. Well, and, and that would be a step in the right direction, because um, I, I think you'll agree with me, Elio, that uh, since... Uh, since the Iconics got called up, they've been, uh, they've been more than a little bit of a joke, so. Yeah. Then we have Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. I'm going with Reigns, obviously. Absolutely. 
then uh, rain, rain's no question, and he and he deserves it after the hell he's been through. So, and uh, for the Intercontinental Championship, Bobby Lashley versus Finn Balor, I'm going to go with Finn Balor. Yep, the Demon's getting his title. Yep. Samoa Joe defending the U.S. Championship against Rey Mysterio. I'm going with, uh, hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Rey Mysterio. I'm, gonna, I'm going with Mysterio. That's my boy. Uh, you know, uh, for many, many reasons, uh, you know, uh, that's been my boy since, like, 1998. Okay. So, I, out, of, out of sheer loyalty, I have to go there. And then we're going to have AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. I'm going with AJ Styles. AJ Styles, yep. Yep. In a false cut anywhere match, it's The Miz versus Shane McMahon. Of course, I'm taking The Miz to beat Shane McMahon. I'm gonna go with Shane McMahon. Oh, okay. I I I can cause I can see them uh, drawing the feud out a little bit. Okay. So I'm gonna go with Shane. And then in the farewell match, it's Kurt Angle versus Baron Corbin. Oh God. And I'm going with Kurt Angle, of course. I'm going with Corbin. Oh, okay. I think I think they're gonna I I think um I think Angle's getting screwed. You know what I I just had a thought talking about this match. We're gonna get no, I'm still going with Angle, but I say we're gonna get Corbin ends up winning, then he's gonna beat down Kurt and this will bring up John Cena. In the next match, it's a no-holds-barred match with Triple H taking on Batista, and I'm taking Triple H to win it. Uh, yeah, Triple H. Then we have the winner-takes-all triple threat match, Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair versus Becky Lynch. Well, you know where I'm going with Yeah, that. yes. Your woman, <laughs> Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch. <laughs> I'm going with Becky Lynch as well. And in the final match for the Universal Championship, Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins, I'm taking Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins, absolutely. So that is our preview and our predictions for NXT TakeOver New York and WrestleMania 35. Ben, did you uh, want to give the listeners a rundown of, or a recap of uh, where you were last Friday? <laughs> Yes, as a matter of fact, I will. Um, so last Friday, I was in uh, West Virginia, and <laughs> I was attending the, the first show of the year for the company that I work for. Um, I am the timekeeper for the Elite Pro uh, Wrestling Alliance. Oh, cool. And, um, and th- I'll tell you what, they, they've had some really cool... Uh, yes, over the years, mm-hmm. um, they have had uh, guests such as the Nature Boy Ric Flair. They have had uh, Kurt Angle. Um, mm-hmm. They've had uh, Shane Douglas. Wow. Uh, Tommy Tommy Dreamer. Oh. Uh, uh, Tommy Dreamer was their champion at one point. Oh no. Um, they've had uh, Rhino. 
was actually a really cool guy. Wow, um, cool. I, uh, I got to shoot the shit backstage with Shane Douglas. Oh, nice. So, um, so yeah, they've had a, uh, they've had a multitude of, of who's who, uh, in the, uh, in the guest spots. Ah, and very this cool. This was actually the lead-in show to their, uh, 10-year anniversary show in June. Mm -hmm. So I will be I will be attending that one as well. I'm sorry, wait, wait, what's um, this uh, called again? The Elite Pro Wrestling Alliance. EPWA. Is that right? Yes. Okay, cool. Yes. Awesome. Yeah, let's get let's get the plug in there. I'm gonna give uh, them. I'm gonna look them up as well. Actually, that's why I was asking. I was asking for myself as well. I w yeah, and I will send you their uh, their Facebook. And YouTube page. Oh, excellent! Cool. I, I think uh, I think you will be very impressed. Okay. Another guy that they have uh, featured heavily in the past is, is Luke Gallows. Yes. Um, this is actually Luke Gallows' home indie promotion. Um, he has where he has worked very closely with the owners of that uh, of that show over the years. Oh, okay, cool. Because he's he's a Cumberland, Maryland boy. All right. Uh, that's where he's from, and uh, and so of course, as I was saying, this is the lead-in for uh, the ten-year anniversary show in June, yep. uh, which obviously I will be attending, and um, I can't wait to see what happens uh, because they always tend to pull a few um, surprises out of their hat for uh, the anniversary shows, so it's always. It's always a, a fun uh, experience because it's so different from uh, WWE. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's such a grassroots approach to things. Um, you know, it's, it most of the shows take place in like high school gyms or fire halls or somewhere like that. Yep. And and you can just tell that they really care about their fans. They're not. They're not corporate. They're not coming out in uh, in suits trying to be something they're not. Awesome. Uh, they, they really they really do care about um, putting forward the best product for the fans, which is which is why I appreciate uh, them so much. One as a fan, but two, uh, what they've done for me over the years and, and now as an employee for them. So, um, if you haven't heard of them. Uh, I I would definitely uh, encourage you to check them out. And if you happen to live in the middle middle Atlantic area, um, definitely uh, definitely come check out a show or two. Very cool. So we will be back to uh, wrap up the show. Very good. Wow, Ben. So are you all set for this weekend? Uh, I I. I can barely contain myself. <laughs> yeah, as a as a as a wrestling fan, I this is like the one weekend a year where I tell everyone to get the fuck away from me <laughs> and let me have my time. All right. I, usually, usually I'm a very social son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, not not doing wrestling the weekend. Uh, very I good. Will, I will not be seeing anyone. <laughs> 
knocked on my door because I have a TV in here and the network on my Xbox. So if you knock on my door, one of two things better be happening. Someone better be dying or visiting the hospital. Oh, damn. Okay. <laughs> because one of those two things can happen, you ain't good to be out of this room. All right. So with that being said, uh, let's bring the show to a close. Do you have any final comments for the listeners? <clears throat> yeah, my, my, my final comment would be this. Um, I think we can all agree that the, the build-up uh, to this WrestleMania has been, has been poor outside of a couple um, storylines. Yep. Uh, mainly, uh, mainly Daniel Bryan, Kofi Kingston. And, uh, of, of course, um, of course, my love affair with Becky Lynch and company has, has carried Raw for, for a very long time now. Um, but I always have hope that uh, wrestling media is going to live up to what it's doing. And um, th- this, is, this is one of those moments where I, I, just, I tend to uh, suspend expectation. And just try to enjoy the show as a fan. And I encourage you to do the same because I think that they will up the quality of the show for you. Alright, very good. So, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, for, for my co host Ben Pierce, this has been Elio Canella. Enjoy WrestleMania, enjoy TakeOver, and we will talk to you all next week. Ben, say goodbye to the fans. See you.